This is episode number 228, wrapping up 2020. Welcome to the Sonia Looney Show. This is a podcast about how to live a high-performance life, spanning the categories of mindset, plant-based nutrition, and inspiring stories to help you be better every day. And wow, friends, here we are, the end of 2020. And it seems like for a lot of people, we were looking forward to 2020 just being over, and we wanted to be able to speed up time. And now that the end of the year is here, it seems like it went by really fast. This has certainly been a standout year with all kinds of interesting things that have happened in the world, things that haven't happened in our lifetime, and things that we won't forget in our lifetime. There's certainly been challenges, and some people have especially had very difficult challenges with financial troubles, loss of loved ones, and more. It's certainly important to process and grieve and take the time for unexpected or maybe even expected things that came up this year for you. But it's also a great time to look back at all the things that went well. And for some people, yes, there might be lots of things that went well. And for other people, maybe this year didn't go quite as well as some of the other years have. But I guarantee you that if you dig in just a little bit and you ask yourself the question, what went well? I bet you can find something. That question, what went well, is something that I've been asking myself regularly because it's really easy to focus on all the things that are going wrong or all the things that you wish you had or just all the things that aren't going for you that maybe you're comparing yourself to somebody else and it seems like they have everything going for them. So every single day asking yourself what went well is another form of a gratitude practice to help you focus on things that are going well instead of focusing on all the things that aren't going well. And again, this isn't about ignoring all the things that aren't going well. It's about accepting, acknowledging, and dealing with them however you need to deal with them. But the thing that the things that we choose to focus on become our reality. And if we're always looking at the things that went wrong, then that becomes our reality. If you enjoy learning about your mind and how to optimize mental skills in order to live a high-performance life, I have a course that I am launching in the next week, and it's called the Moxie and Grit Mindset Academy I'll be sending out an email to my email newsletter. It is sonyalooney.com slash newsletter. I've worked super hard on this. It's been 10 years of research. It's been awesome and really fun to make it. It's also been a crazy amount of work and work that I have been really, really happy to do. So if you want to get notified whenever this course becomes available, it is a four module course on how to set better goals and habits and how to train confidence, and even taking it to race day, how to have the best mindset on race day, how to be more resilient, how not to quit, how to be positive in really difficult situations. The course also comes with a free digital workbook that has lots of really, really interesting worksheets for you to maybe change your mindset or to continue priming your mind so that whenever things go awry, you have the tools and the skills needed and the script needed to Get yourself back to a place where you can perform and where you can enjoy even the hardest of challenges. And you'll get notified of the Moxie and Grit Mindset Academy as soon as it goes on sale when you go to sonyalooney.com slash newsletter. And I am just super excited to bring this to you guys. Okay, so here are some things that I've learned this year. And I just sat down and I encourage you to do this as well. It actually doesn't take very long. And I was surprised at some of the things that I was able to come up with and I went on my bike ride and I thought about some of the things that I wrote down and 
I'm really proud of some of these things because they're not tangible accomplishments, but they're things that make a really big difference in our lives. So number one, self-compassion. Self-compassion is not something that comes easy to me, and I'm sure many of you listening also struggle with this. The voice inside of our head can be incredibly critical. In fact, we say things to ourselves that we would never, ever say to somebody that we care about. And this year had lots of challenges for me. I am so excited that I had a baby this year. 2020 will not be scarred because of COVID-19 or all of the other things that happened this year. 2020 for me will be the year that I had my very first child, and it has taught me so much. And it's actually taught me more self-compassion. And it's something that I've worked on over the years with journaling and meditation practices and just self-awareness practices and reading books and interviewing experts. But it's, it's something that's really hard to do. And there were lots of things that came up. So at the beginning of the year, I did really well getting back on my feet and I got back to race fitness as quickly as I could. And I was proud of that. But it didn't stay that way. And starting in about August, things got really hard. And it was from trying to maintain the energy demands of breastfeeding and being on the go all the time without any downtime. And I really struggled with my training. I struggled to feel good on my bike. I did blood tests. I counted my calories. I checked my nutrition. And everything was showing up just fine. So I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And it was really hard to go on rides and I'd be beating myself up. And I realized through my own practices and also on the days where I couldn't talk myself out of it, I'd come home and have talked to my husband and he'd hold a mirror up for me just to learn to be okay with where I'm at. And that's something that's going to come up again later in this podcast. But learning to have more self-compassion and meeting yourself with where you're at and just saying it's okay That was my mantra whenever things weren't going the way I wanted them to, whenever I had higher expectations that weren't being met for myself, I would just say, it's okay. And I would be be getting into a rhythm of just acceptance of where things were, and eventually I became okay with it. And that doesn't mean that I was complacent, but there's some things that we just can't change in the moment. And I'm sure that lots of you can relate in 2020, there were lots of things that happened that outside of being a new parent that happened where you couldn't change what would happen. Maybe the outcomes were really, really unexpected and you had to just accept where you were at and stay in a holding pattern. Lately, I've been noticing this extra self-compassion because it used to be that whenever I would struggle on a technical section that I had ridden in the past on my bike, I would beat myself up like, oh, you should be able to ride that or even a new technical section. And now I'm able to just be like, well, it's okay that I didn't ride it today. It doesn't mean that I'm bad. It doesn't mean that I can't ride it. Just some days you aren't feeling it. And that's one example. Another example of self-compassion is not being able to get as much work done in a day that I could do before. I knew that having a child would mean that I would have less time for work and training and all of those things. And I happily made that trade. But I wasn't expecting to not have childcare. <laughs> so that was a big thing. And my husband really stepped up big time and helped out so much with this. But still, I'm mostly a full time mom trying to also run a full time business and be a professional athlete. And that has come with its challenges. It's come with days of frustration, days of wishing that I could do more or be more. And that's where that self compassion practice came back in of it's okay. And I'm doing my best. And this doesn't mean that. I'm not capable or that things aren't going to be good. Another really interesting area of self-compassion was body image for myself. I was worried about having a baby because I was worried about gaining weight 
And I was worried about what would happen, what I would look like, like what if I could never be fit again? Just so, some of these crazier thoughts, but I'm sure that people have had them before whenever they had a baby. And there's varying degrees. You know, people live in all different types of bodies and all bodies respond differently. But for me, my body image actually improved after I had a baby. And you would never expect that. Like I'm a professional athlete, but going back to that harsh, critical voice, I no longer look in the mirror and stare at the things that I didn't like about myself before. I don't know why that is. It, I think it's because whenever I had a baby, I realized that my body is worth so much more than how it looks in the mirror. And it might sound crazy because my body has allowed me to do incredible things as a mountain bike racer and just as a human being. But after it made a baby and pushed it out, like that is so crazy. And the fact that I am still breastfeeding my son and that I don't even have to do anything. It just, I just keep him alive by doing that. Like that is so crazy that the, the female body can do that. So whenever I look in the mirror and I used to look at things like, oh, I don't have a six pack or, oh, I, I don't like this thing about myself. While those feelings haven't completely disappeared, it is definitely not my focal point anymore. I feel so much more appreciation for myself and for my body, and for what it's capable of doing since I had a baby. Okay, the second thing that I learned in 2020, that I have a lot of things to continue learning about. And this is not really a surprise to me as somebody who loves learning and who is in constant evolution and hungering for new information all the time. But my biggest surprise, I guess, and naivete was with the Black Lives Matter movement. I learned so much and I want to thank people out there so much for all the information that they've put out, for all the people who have been brave enough to write books. I've read a bunch of books. I've listened to lots of podcasts to educate myself. And I just had no idea how difficult things have been for Black people, the systemic oppression that has gone on, and the things that go through people's heads every single day that I just am so privileged that I had no idea. So I'm so thankful that I know about that. And I'm still doing my best to continue to educate myself, to help elevate others around me as best I can. And I also encourage everybody listening, if you haven't dug into this, it's super important and really meaningful, and you will get a lot out of it in return. There's a really phenomenal podcast that is on the Finding Mastery podcast with Dr. Michael Gervais that he put out recently specifically about telling the stories of lots of different Black people. And I was so moved by it. It was one of the most incredible listens. And I'm going to link it up in the show notes. You absolutely have to listen to this. It's just so amazing. The third thing I learned in 2020 was learning to let go. And all of these themes sort of intermingle amongst each other. But I try to control so much in my life. I try to you know, set big goals and work hard and, and be in a constant process to be better every day. And sometimes I can't just be in control of all those different things, especially with a tiny little guy running around and my schedule gets jumbled up or I can't ride my bike for as long. And I guess I just don't have the autonomy that I once had. And I don't say that in a negative way. I say that in a way in that there's something outside of myself now that I need to focus on where all of the things that I thought were so important that can't consume me in the way that they used to because there's a baby that I have to take care of and that I love to take care of. And it was really hard initially, but I just can't do as much as I could do before. And I hate saying that out loud. And I hate saying that where everybody can listen. But I know that many people listening can relate to this. And I had to let go of what that meant. 
And every single day I ask myself, how can I let go a little bit more? And in this one meditation practice, it's with Sharon Salzberg. And actually, she says this a lot. She just says, let go and begin again. And she, what she is referencing is coming back to the breath. When your mind has wandered, just let go and begin again. Come back to the breath. And that is such a great example for life. Whenever things get out of control or you get mad because you had a schedule or something that you were expecting to have happen and it didn't happen, how can you let go and begin again? And that's a theme I'm taking with me into 2021. The fourth thing I learned in 2020 was about accomplishment. And I've thought about accomplishment a lot because I've worked really hard in my life to accomplish, quote, great things. And I'm really proud of the things that I've accomplished. But with that accomplishment, I've learned that accomplishments are not what make you happy. And no matter how much you achieve, it's never going to be enough. And that is a crazy thing to say. And it is so true. Like I've listened to podcasts with people who are just top performers or like crazy entrepreneurs making tons and tons of money. And no matter what, the accomplishments are never enough. And at the end of the day, that's not what truly matters. What truly matters when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to be saying, well, I want on my tombstone all the lists of the things that I've accomplished. (laughs) You're going to want to put some other things like what you were known for or the people whose lives you've touched or the impact you've made in the world. And that goes so far beyond accomplishment. And for me, one of the hard things has been the rate of which I can accomplish things. Like I love working towards projects and goals and doing things. The work for me is the reward, not the accomplishment. But it's hard whenever I get started on something because I'm so passionate about things that I work on. I love it so much and I want to work on it around the clock. And I haven't been able to do that this year. And I know many people listening can relate with this because maybe you've had to homeschool your kids. Maybe you got sick with COVID-19 and you just couldn't do as much because it took a long time to recover. Being forced to slow down is a hard thing whenever you're used to running at a million miles an hour. And maybe even you are distracting yourself. I know that for me, I, I guess traveling all the time and racing isn't really a distraction from life. But the rate at which I was going at my life or in my life was something that whenever I took my foot off the gas and I was forced to take my foot off the gas, I was really thankful for. And knowing that I'm still me, even if I'm not doing things or accomplishing things or moving at that speed anymore, I'm still really proud of the things that I'm doing. And I still have a sense of fulfillment and meaning in my life whenever I'm not moving at a million miles an hour. And Matt and I have talked about this in some of our parenthood series that the rate of accomplishment has slowed down, but it doesn't actually mean that it's a bad thing. It's an interesting thing to examine what accomplishment and success mean to you and how that changes throughout your life. And starting on new projects, telling myself and reminding myself that, hey, like, even if I knock it out of the park with this thing, that doesn't mean that I'm going to be any happier than I am today. It's the work that I've done to get to that point that has it have meaning to me, that gives it meaning to me. And being able to reach people like you guys, that really has a lot more meaning to me than saying that it was number one or whatever. Number five, this goes along with self-compassion, but it's start where you are and accept where you are with your given inputs. And this goes back to expectations. And I did a tweet about this a week or two ago, but it was something to the effect of a lot of times we talk about comparison, like don't compare yourself to other people. So then we say, well, what are we supposed to compare ourselves to? Well, we should compare ourselves to ourselves. But when you start comparing yourself to when you were at your absolute best, 
That can be a good thing if it inspires you, but it can also be a bad thing if you expect yourself to get back to that point if you don't have the same amount of time or energy to put into that thing that you're working towards. And an example would be, a really simple one would be fitness. Maybe at one point in your life, you were able to give your all to training for an event. And now maybe you have other inputs that don't allow you to do that. Or maybe work is crazy this year, or maybe you have more kids, or maybe you're just in a different season in your life where you cannot put the same amount of soul single focus on that goal. And if you are unable to train as much, you can't expect the same results that you got whenever you were at your very best. You might be able to get back there, but it would take the same amount of work and input or a similar amount. So start where you are and accept where you are with your given inputs today to set your expectations and use your very best self as an inspiration. And I think Matthew McConaughey might have said this, but he said his hero is who he is nine years from now. And your hero can be who you used to be. And maybe you want to get back to that. But again, you can't expect to be in that exact place if you don't have the time to dedicate to it. Start Where You Are has had a lot of meaning to me because, as I mentioned, I was struggling with energy in the fall and I'm feeling quite a bit better now. But it was really difficult because I would compare myself to even where I was a few months ago. And I had to remind myself, well, my, my energy inputs are really different right now. And it's not just about managing my time. It's about managing my energy. And sometimes your energy management and your energy inputs are invisible and you can't see them. And optimism is knowing that it will eventually come back. And resilience is being able to show up every single day because that is who you are. And it might not look like it, how it used to look before, but your identity is I am somebody that enjoys doing this, not I'm somebody who is the best at this. Number six, having a baby or maybe just having a big life event makes you appreciate your family and changes your relationship in a positive way. Well, at least for me, it did. And having a baby has created a new dynamic with family members because I'm able to relate with them in a different way. And I have something else to discuss and to share. And especially being able to share my son Bradley with my parents has been really, really special to me because I get to see my parents in a different way. And they've only seen Bradley once because of the pandemic. And it was crazy because they had to come here to Canada and then they had to quarantine for two weeks. And we were very unsure for so long if they should even come. But I'm still so thankful that I got to see them as grandparents with their grandson. And I can't wait to share more adventures as a family. And it was also really interesting to just see how that relationship with even my like sister-in-laws and brother-in-laws change because now that we have a baby and a child, it's like this different element of life that I didn't know I was missing. And it's hard to explain. I, I can't put it into words. And that's why nobody can explain what it's like to actually have a kid. And we've had an incredibly positive experience so far, but it's just so cool to be able to share this experience with family members. Number seven, I'm even more grateful for my husband, Matt, than I ever have been. And one of the reasons we were excited about having a kid was so that we could work as a team together in a different way. And the pandemic has certainly added some fire to this because, well, and not fire in a negative way, but it's it's accelerated this process because we didn't get childcare. We weren't comfortable with getting childcare for Bradley. So Matt really had to step up and do even more than he was planning to do. And I had to do even more than I was planning to do. And we work so well as a team. And it's been so cool to watch him just 
do things that he wasn't doing before as much in our relationship and watching his confidence grow and seeing him with our son. And I just have so much gratitude for that. And it's, it can be easy, like in relationships to focus on all the things your partner isn't doing. And one thing that I recommend in that Moxie and Grit Mindset Academy course is in the gratitude practice part is if you're having trouble in your relationship to keep a gratitude journal specifically for that person, whether it be a parent or a spouse or maybe even a friend or a sibling. And whenever you start noticing all day long the things that your partner or whomever it is is doing to make your life better and make your life easier, you start noticing it all around. And I'm just so thankful for all the things that he is able to do for me. And I can't express that enough to him. So who can you be more grateful for in your life and moving into 2021? Number eight, and this was a big surprise to me. I thought, yeah, yeah, I got to have a baby. And, you know, once he's not a baby anymore, then the fun will really start. And I actually loved having a baby way more than I ever could have imagined. It's so much more fun than I thought. And I never considered myself maternal in my entire life. I would say, yeah, right. Like I'm not maternal at all. I have no business being a parent and I am maternal. Dang. And that doesn't make me weak. It doesn't make me less of an athlete. It doesn't make me less of a business person. And I'm saying that because the quote definitions of what means to be feminine and masculine and oh, it's also oh so confusing, but I just am thankful that I have that instinct and I just love being a mom so much more than I thought. I'm so surprised and it's such a gift to get to see our son grow every day and to have that connection and that relationship and to hold that space for him. And if the pandemic did not happen, I would have been on my quote treadmill going so fast, trying to go to races and be at the top and be a professional athlete this year and accomplish all these things. And the pandemic has forced me to not do that. And I'm actually really grateful. I would have missed a lot of really important things that I wouldn't have known that I was missing. That doesn't go to say that the pandemic has made things easy. I've lost sponsorships. I've lost income. And there's been a whole host of challenges. But I'm choosing to think about the things that were a positive because of the pandemic and from becoming a parent in the pandemic. And number nine, the last thing that I have realized about myself in 2020 is that I am at my absolute worst when I'm comparing myself to others. When I get caught up in looking at what other people are doing and feeling like I'm not enough and just thinking that I should be doing what somebody else is doing. And the truth is that you don't actually know what other people are doing. You might get a glimpse of what somebody else is doing based on their Strava or their Instagram or what somebody else said, but you don't know what it's like to be them. And anytime I would compare myself like, oh, what ranking is my podcast? Or how many Instagram followers do I have? Or what successes have I had? Or what's this person doing as a parent? All of those things don't make me feel better about myself. So I've done a good job of doing that less, but I'm a human being and everybody compares themselves. But It's easy to get carried away with it. And it's easy to let that take away from your confidence and take away from your happiness. When I'm at my best is when I'm in the present moment doing something or working towards something that I care about, not when I'm comparing myself to other people. Comparing yourself to other people is really focused on the output and not on the input. And focusing on the input, focusing inward, and focusing on what's right in front of you and that what really matters to you, that's going to help so much with getting away from the comparison trap. I admit that whenever I used to open my Instagram, this, this was probably a year ago, I would 
First, go see how many likes I got on my picture. Second, go see how many followers I had. And I don't do that anymore. And it's taken a lot of practice to break that habit. But now whenever I go on Instagram and I pay attention to my what I'm doing is I go to people's stories because I'm just interested in what's happening in people's lives. And if I get caught up in comparison, I shut it down. But there are times where comparison can inspire you. It's not all bad. It's just whenever it becomes this thing where you start feeling less than. Something else that was really interesting was with the Strava 2020 stats. And initially, I was excited to see my stats. And when I didn't see anybody else's stats, I was really stoked and proud of what I accomplished in 2020 with my training, with all the different given inputs that I had. Then I go on Instagram and I see people posting in their Instagram stories their 2020 stats. And all of them were, quote, better than mine. More miles ridden, more feet climbed, more this, more that. And then suddenly I didn't feel good about my Strava stats anymore. And I said, this is stupid that I'm comparing what I did to what somebody else did. Like before I looked and saw what other people did, I was really proud of what I had done. So that's a great example of comparison. Now, you can use that in a positive way. And if that doesn't make you feel less than, you can say, wow, so-and-so did this many miles this year. Maybe I can do more miles next year. Maybe I feel inspired to do more miles next year. That is an example of positive comparison, but it's hard to be there sometimes, especially if you have a little bit of insecurity lingering in the background. I'm going to end it right there. I am so excited about 2021. I'm excited about tomorrow. I'm excited about today. I'm excited about yesterday because life is so rich with amazing things if you are just willing to look for them. And I'll leave you with a story. Today was a rainy and snowy day. It was right around the freezing temperature. And I'm currently in Squamish, BC. We live here part-time and we live in Kelowna part-time. And nobody was outside. And all day long, I was making excuses as to why I shouldn't ride my bike. Like, oh, maybe I just need to rest today. Or I'll just give myself a break. And I knew that those things deep down were all excuses. And I knew I didn't need a rest day. I knew I was just stalling. And I said, okay, I'm just going to go. I'm going to have fun. I'm just going to get started. And this is that show up mantra that I've talked about repeatedly in the podcast. And I went out and I had all these great Gore-Tex clothes from 7Mesh that I bought this year that have been made all the difference. And 7Mesh is a Squamish company. So of course, those clothes are going to be really fitting for the types of conditions here. But I was so grumpy. I was so grumpy all day long. And I knew that I just needed to get into the forest. So I did. And I was having such a great time. And Yeah, like it was really slushy and it was cold and I wasn't able to move at the same pace that I normally move at. And some of the features I chose to ride around because I didn't know what it'd be like to ride a steep rock slab with slush on it. And I saw these people walking down the trail and the guy sarcastically said to me, great day for a bike ride. And without blinking, without flinching, I said immediately back, yeah, it is a great day for a bike ride. And it took me a second to realize that he was being sarcastic because I was having so much fun. This comes back to the beginning. It's all how you choose to decide and tell yourself the stories around what is happening around you. And I chose to get out there and decide that I was going to have fun, that I was going to have an adventure, that I was just going to dress warm. And I knew that being in the forest would make me feel better. And it did. And Or I could have just gone out there and or not gone out at all. Or I could have said something negative to somebody that was out there doing it. So it's all in your head. Most of the time you get to choose what you want to focus on and make the best of any situation. 
I hope you guys have a super happy new year. I am so, so thankful that you are here listening to this podcast. It means the world to me that you are part of my community. I love you guys. Thank you so much. And I'm with you on this journey of personal growth, adventure, and our mission to be better every day. Let's go 2021.